Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome, everybody, to another brand-new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chris Dees. Before I get started, as always, please hit subscribe if you're on YouTube. Please hit follow if you're listening on audio platforms. Today's guest is a lady I'm very excited to talk to. We've been trying to nail this down for months and months and months. We've finally managed to do it. Um, As far as I'm concerned, one of the most influential, important and underrated women to ever step foot in a wrestling ring. Uh, She's a former NWA Women's Champion, a former two-time WWE Women's Champion, She's, of course, the one and only Jazz. Jazz, thank you so much for joining me. How, how are you? How are things? I'm fantastic on this Tuesday morning, man. Thanks for having me. No, like I said, thank you so much for joining me. As I, for, we've, we've been trying to do this for a little while. It's been yeah. hard because of <laughs> schedules and time zones. It's always difficult in the UK. Yes, sir. But we finally got it done. We're getting it finally done. nailed it down. <laughs> and yes. especially you're, you're, you're a very busy lady as well, obviously, as we've spoken about before. You've got twin 12-year-old daughters. Obviously, you're, yes. you're in the middle of retirement tours as well. So yeah, I appreciate yes. your time. I really appreciate Thank your you. Time. Thank you. Along um, with having my school and running yeah. shows, my own promotion now. So it's, yeah, yeah very hectic non-stop just a hundred mile an hour all the time um yeah. right I'm, I'm gonna get straight into it then um one of the first things that i wanted to touch upon then it was something i just mentioned then i'm i'm a little bit confused about your retirement tour because it was meant to be last year wasn't it and then obviously things happened with the world that we we didn't foresee happening covid the pandemic lockdowns all this kind of thing um so you've announced that you're taking some bookings next year as well is 2022 going to be your retirement year yes and and it probably won't be the entire year of 2022 i'm gonna try to maybe work up until the spring maybe and and call it quits for my in-ring performance but i'll forever take bookings for signings and appearances and you know and stuff like that uh maybe even special guest referee you know i'll continue to do those as far as my in-ring performance yeah, spring of 2022 would probably be the last time you'll ever see me in ring. Yeah, and that um, so so the tour that you the retirement tour that you were doing before and the one that you started last year, what mm-hmm. sort of reception did you get from the women that you were wrestling? Because you you wrestled some pretty big names. There was um, Diana Perazzo within that tour as well. Was it emotional for you knowing that you were on your way out of competing? Yes. Was it good? It most to be definitely was time? emotional, but it, it was a hard decision to make. Um, it had been in my thought process for some time, um, for sure over a year. Um, it's just uh, once I renounced the retirement, oh my God, that's when <laughs> the flourish of uh, people hitting me up want to um, want to wrestle. And, you know, and, and that was a very, very overwhelming feeling. And, and um, I'm very honored that there's so many women out here today that wants to get in a ring with the, with the phenom. Um, 
Yeah, man. It's um, it was a decision I had to make. Um, again, I just turned 49. So yeah, there's, I keep saying there's really nothing left for me to prove, you know, I've accomplished so much in this, in this industry and, you know, and it's just, it's time for me to hang the boots up as we say. Yeah. 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 There always comes a time. Some people, some people don't know when to stop, do they? And they just wrestle for too long and it gets a little bit difficult to watch, but I guess it must be. Yeah, nice And, and I don't want to do that. I feel no. me continuing trying to perform in ring is only going to damper my legacy. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I've accomplished too much to, to, um, to let myself down, my fans down, my family down. It's just that, you know, it's that time and, and I'm, and I'm good with it and I've accepted it and, you know, it's on to the next chapter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it must be nice that, that as well, you've, you've been able to do it on your own terms. So many wrestlers obviously don't get to retire by choice, do they? At least you've been able to make this decision yourself. Did you, yes. did you always want to do a tour? Was that always the plan? No, it wasn't a plan, but oh, okay. I just felt it was something that I should most definitely consider in doing. Um, again, the pandemic stepped in and interrupted everyone's lives. And, um, and once I decided to retire, I said, why don't I just do a tour? Therefore, I give any and everyone one last chance of working with me and for me to uh, be able to say farewell to to all my fans, man. Yeah. I guess you just weren't expecting so many people to want no. to wrestle. <laughs> no. Like, oh, damn, that was a bad idea. <laughs> now I've got to wrestle. No, not really. Again, you know, I was overwhelmed with it. It was a joyous feeling, yeah. you know, that still these, there's so many young women in the, in the business now. And for them to give me the recognition of wanting to step in the ring with me one last time, yeah. you know, before I hang the boots up is just, it's just joy. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Um, you mentioned other women there and you mentioned things that you've been doing recently. I wanted to ask about NWA Empower, which obviously you were a part of. How mm -hmm. how important was that show to you personally to make it successful? Because obviously um, women's wrestling is is huge now. Yes. It's absolutely yes. the biggest it's ever been and rightfully so it should be. There are incredible women doing better things than a lot of the men are these days. Um, I've always been a huge advocate for women's wrestling and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Do you think it's something that we could see happen again? Maybe be like a yearly? I surely hope so. Uh, me working with NWA, first of all, that was a huge honor. Um, hmm. Pat Kenny reached out to me months ago about working with them as a producer um, um, and aging uh, the women matches, which that was, again, such an honor. And to work with a company like that, but um, once he reached out, that was just an opportunity that I refused to try to turn down. And uh, being a part of Empower with Mickey James and Medusa and Gail Kim, you know, and, and, and amongst of all the, the other talented women performing that night, um, it was just a very emotional feeling. We, everybody in the building, you know, I think as far as the women goes, I don't believe there was a dry eye in the back <laughs> after the pay-per-view was over, you know, um, yeah. working with Medusa, I've never had the opportunity of being in ring with Medusa, but I've been bumping into her 
more frequently now than you know I ever could imagine. And she's just a, a joy to be around, just so much wisdom and knowledge. And, and she's just like me. She's all about giving back and sharing and, and helping the, the growth of women wrestling continue. And, and that's, what, that's what we're all about, you know, and, 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 and Gail Kim, you know, she retired and, you know, her and I, we go back to WWE days and her and I never really had opportunity to work in ring together as well. But just for us being able to come together and and um, and work with these women and and and, and producing their matches and, and just being back there to being a part of that that history making moment, you know, it's like what better women to to actually make that that memorable moment, you know, happen than than Gail Kim and Mickey James and, and and Medusa and to have me being a part of that, you know, and and being an African-American woman on top of that, like it's very, that's a very huge, it's a huge moment. It's a huge moment in history. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it was incredible. Um, I think even for, obviously, obviously it would have meant more for the women involved and the women watching, but even, even just for myself, like growing up, growing up as a fan in an era where women's wrestling, unfortunately, didn't really didn't really matter to the people running the show let's say like mm -hmm. i i grew up in in the mid 90s late 90s that's when yes. i first got into wrestling obviously women were an attraction they were a sideshow that's how they were treated I mean, so. it's a male dominant business you know yeah. and, and and we just we've fought for so long to 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 show them and show the world that we also belong in this industry you know, um, when I broke in, there wasn't that many women wrestling. And right. so I, in ECW, I had to wrestle the men, you know, which was, thank God for that, because that helped me become more, more comfortable in the ring and, and, and helped me understand and, and the, the business aspect of it. And, you know, it just, and it just helped me, it, it helped me grow and it helped me um, become groomed to what else the, the industry had to offer me. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I've spoken to women who, who have had intergender matches, they all say the same thing. They're all really glad for the opportunity because it sort of got them not just physically stronger, but mentally stronger yeah. as well. Yes. Cause I, I felt the man I wrestled in ECW, uh, I felt like there was no one else in the world, no one in the world that I would fear. Mm. you know yeah. eye to eye nose to nose you know i just felt that comfortable with what i had to offer yeah no definitely um as 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 well i wanted to ask about empower now obviously i don't want you to talk too much shit about wwe that's not what this podcast's about i don't want people just yeah. attacking each other for the sake of it but obviously empower i didn't see any criticisms at all of empower it was widely just really well received Everybody was raving about it and ranting and saying how great yes. it was. WWE yes. Evolution obviously was was quite heavily criticised. Why? What do you think the major differences between Empower and Evolution were? Why? How did you ladies manage to get it so right when WWE? Uh, because the majority of these women were women that has never had that opportunity to be on a grander stage. I mean, these are women from the independency. And, um, and, and they were picked and selected, hand-picked and selected from Billy Corgan and, and Mickey James and 
these were the women that we felt that were 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 the best out the, out here, and we knew bringing them together that it it would it could be nothing but a success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it. <laughs> It, it, it well you know you, the proof was in the pudding because it really was it was great and we had some some moments in there as well like awesome Kong retiring so it was, was remembered for a few other reasons as well it was just I cannot praise it enough honestly and I'm not just saying that because you're here I've said it to friends I've said it to my wife I've said it to anybody that will listen yeah. honestly it was it was a great show from start to finish um, and then you, you know with me actually um holding that that w that nwa women's world title for over 900 days you know it just meant even more for me to 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 be a part of that moment you know yeah of course you had that connection there already yes exactly yeah lovely perfect just lovely way for it to come around full circle i guess isn't it Um, so you you mentioned before about obviously you're you're an african-american woman um representation has been an issue for quite a long time. It's um, obviously got better over the years, especially in it's recent. It's gotten years. better, but it can get even better. Yeah, yeah, well, it can get a hell of a lot better. It's still not, yes, it's still not yes, as yes. good as it should be. Um, you know, but- uh, not to cut you off, but you know, they they um, WWE made this big deal with um, with Sasha and Bianca. You know, of headlining Mania. You yep. know, and. And, and it, it made me think back and, and I was like, well, hold on. I was actually the first ever African-American woman to go into Mania as the Women's World Champion and to walk out as the Women's World's uh, WWE Women's Champion. So, you know, I, I just want to, to let that be known that, you know, I am the first to ever do that. You know, but yeah. again, during that that time and that era, it wasn't really acknowledged the way it is now. You know, and and I just and I just feel that's some recognition that need to be need to be seen and need to be heard. Oh God, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and not absolutely. just because it's me. You know, no, no, no. but just to let it know that it has been done. Yeah, you know, so just it, it just it makes me feel like um it just opens the door even more and more wider for us to continue to grow and continue to to make um history in this business not only as a woman but as an african-american woman yeah yeah of course and, and, and i mean it's it's funny that you mentioned sasha and bianca because i wanted to ask you a little bit about that um obviously Bianca won the Royal Rumble. So as far as I'm concerned, growing up a wrestling fan, you win the Royal Rumble, you main event WrestleMania. That's literally the rules. That's how it's always been. So when Bianca won, we assumed, yep, she'll probably main event one night and then the men, Roman Reigns or whoever, will main event the second night. But then it was announced that it would be um, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre main eventing. Everybody went crazy about that. Everybody was angry. There was a whole movement, a trend, a hashtag started about how it should have been Bianca. And then all of a sudden, I think like a week later, WWE changed their minds and made the main event Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Hmm. Was that disappointing for you to see? Do you think social media sort of forced WWE's hand? Because I was disappointed. Well, I mean, just the thought that it was never even thought of prior to the universe 
speaking up on what they felt that should have been done in the first place, you know, but thankful now for social media that we have these people, you know, advocating and, and speaking out for us because sometimes when we speak out for ourselves, it causes so much trouble and, 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 and yeah. you know, backlash, you know, and sometimes people lose their jobs for, for speaking up for themselves. But when you have other people speaking up on your behalf, I mean, it's like the more the merrier, man. Like if we can just get people on board to, to keep supporting us and, 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 and letting it known that it's not fair, that we're always being pushed aside, you know, I'm all for it. Let's keep bringing the hashtags, man. Let's keep, let's keep fighting for women's wrestling. Let's keep fighting for our rights. Let's keep fighting for the African-American women. You know, let's, yep. let's keep the movement going. Yeah, and it happened again recently, didn't it, with the, um, the Queen's Crown tournament. I was really outspoken on this, the whole Saudi Arabia Queen of the Ring tournament. I think the first six matches all added up together lasted for like 15 minutes. That's just not good enough. That's crazy. Well, you know, when I was there, I, I don't think I wrestled more than 10 minutes. You know, we had five to seven minutes each and every night. And sometimes mm. our time got cut even then because someone else went over on their segment, you know. So, um, man, let's just like I said, let's just let's just keep it going. Let's let's keep advocating for women's wrestling. Yeah. How how um. How did that feel at the time, like having your matches cut short because somebody went over on a promo? Because obviously, like you say, you were probably scheduled to get five minutes, then you only got two minutes. What? And, and there was so little women's representation back then, unless it was yeah. Brown. It and happened Andy so or... often. It happened so often to where it became just a normal thing for us. You know, it's like if there was a promo segment before us, we were like, well, let's prepare. He was already preparing for us for our time to get cut. Yeah, like it is what it is. There's nothing sad. we can do about it at the time. <laughs> it's just sad. It's just sad, isn't it, that it was that it was ever like that. Especially when you had like Lita and Trish main eventing Raw, first time the women had ever main evented Raw, and then it just sort of went back to how it used to be. Yeah. Just yeah. Just it was it was a horrible time. I can't imagine yeah. how it would have been you for know, female they, fans. I, I just hate they try to. You know, and I'm not speaking on WWE. I'm just saying in, in, a, in a lot of indie promotions, um, but it's, it's gotten better on the indies because women is such a big draw now. But, you know, they just try to just use us as sex kittens, you know, and, and yeah. for, you know, uh, just for eye candy. And, yeah. and we're, we're, we're athletic. We're, you know, we're, we're just... We're just way more than that, you know? And I try to tell the girls that I work with um, or um, behind the scenes or, or either the girls that I'm training, it's like, it's not your job to go out and sell sex. Somebody, if it's just one person, somebody's gonna think you're sexy no matter what, just because you're a woman, <laughs> yeah. you know? So you don't have to go out there and sell sex. We need to sell physicality. And this is what, this is what really draw. That's why UFC is such a big draw. It's all about the physicality. You know, wrestling has become where people really enjoy good storylines. It's going back to how it was in the 80s, you know, in the 70s and the 80s. Like, people want good storylines. You know, they want, they want good storytelling in the ring. And, and I feel once we keep pushing the envelope as far as 
delivering that message, d- delivering a story where the fans can follow. It's just more and more opportunities that we're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. And how, so, so, so I'm interested to know then, how do you teach that at your school? Like the storytelling side of it is because obviously you can, you can teach anybody to, to fight anybody to be physical, but when you didn't really get many opportunities to tell stories yourself, how do you go about teaching that side of it to, to the girls that you're training now? Even even with my two-minute or three-minute matches that I was forced to have, I still felt that I, you know, told a, a pretty decent story within that time. But storytelling is so, 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 so important. But first of all, you have to understand the story that you're trying to, 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 to portray, the story that you're trying to get over to the fans. If you don't understand why you're doing a certain move or why you're doing something, then how can the people watching follow and understand? So you have to be able to, to really, really understand the, the, the why. Why are you, you, why are you working the arm? Why, if you work in the arm, why are you going to the leg? That doesn't make sense. So it's all about you understanding the why, why you're doing this, why should you do this? Um, that that's that's the that's the biggest under the, the biggest part uh, um, about telling um, a story where the fans can follow. Um, again, man, it, it's just it's it's something that that I believe the industry is missing now. You know, and that's why I believe. Every show has to have structure. You can't just book a match and say, all right, well, you're going to win tonight. What, what, you want, what you want me to do? Um, do your finisher. And that's all these promoters are giving the, the talent these days when, when they're being booked. You know, um, that's why I believe uh, having agents or having someone there with the um, – with the uh, with the knowledge to help these kids where they can go out there and, 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 and do their best performance by telling a story. You know, it's just like watching a movie. If a movie, if you start watching a movie and 40, 45 minutes or, or, or less into the movie, if you can't follow, you get up and walk out or you'll change and try to watch something else. Yeah. And I feel the same way with wrestling. You have to have something to draw the attention of the people. That's what they paid for. They want to be involved. There's always a, a good and bad, good versus evil, no matter what. I don't give a damn if, if it's a TV show. It's always pretty much a good versus evil. Yep, yep, 100%. I, I don't even wait 45 minutes. I'm like 10 minutes and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So now, <laughs> but no, you're 100% yeah. right. I mean, I think it's fair to say, the, the standard of the wrestling, the in-ring wrestling these days is, is probably the best it's ever been. We've got the best mm-hmm. athletes on TV that yes. we've ever seen, but there is definitely best something athletes. missing. You're right. You're right. Sure. And just don't go out there and do something because you can do it. It, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's just like writing a sentence. If you don't end a sentence with a period, then it's just a continuation of words. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a good, know, that's a good that's, analogy. And that's yeah. the problem we have in this business today. It just... It's just the spots just go on and on and on forever. And it's like, yeah, hell, I don't, I can't remember what you did three seconds ago because it's just so much. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you can almost see that the wrestlers are thinking ahead to the next spot, like the next cool thing they can do, the next flip, the next yeah. suicide dive, whatever it might be. I'm like, okay, but why? Why, why are you doing it? How does yeah, it help? Why? That, that's, that's that word. Why? <laughs> yeah. why? Why? Why are you doing it? Um, yeah. I, spoke to, I spoke to Larry Zabisco recently, and he made a really good point that I'd never thought of. Like, when a, when a good guy when a face runs at a heel and the heel sticks his foot up and the, and the, the good guy runs into his foot, you're like, why have you done that? Because you should be outsmarting the bad guy, but now the bad guy's made you look look like an idiot. He's made you look like a fool. It's like storytelling for the sake of storytelling where it doesn't make sense. So there's people who are trying to tell a story, but they're... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details telling it wrong if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah exactly I, I totally get it and he's, he's totally right there's gotta you always gotta remember and, and and we use the concept my husband and i in our school we use the concept of think shoot but know it's a work what would you do in a real fight right yeah yeah yeah. you know we, we're so caught up in and and with this leg slap and shit and <laughs> you know and like Every, every uh, uh, um, contact you make doesn't make a sound. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're putting the boots to someone, there's not a sound putting the boots to anyone, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it happened a few days ago in AEW. There was, a, there was a low blow and there was a leg slap with the low blow. Wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why? What are you doing? What do what you got down there, man? What What's down there? <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it. I was like, oh, no, I need to stop watching this. It's a this bad now. habit that people pick up, man. The leg yeah. slapping shit is just ridiculous. Like you say, it's it's too much. Yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's way too much leg slapping these days. Yeah, completely agree. I think WWE have tried to sort of like outlaw it, haven't they? They, they don't want it to happen as much. Vince... I don't up. know where it come from. Where did it come from? <laughs> I don't know. But it seems like a very like indie thing. It seems like a real independent. Oh my god! Thing I don't know. I, don't, I literally have no idea because I don't remember it being a thing when I was growing up. Watching wrestling. Never, never. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know what 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 that trend started started at. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find out. I'm gonna have to Google it afterwards and find out. <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted to ask one more thing about um about that that period when when you were a part of WWE. I think it was only for about three or four years, all yes. in all, that you were in WWE. Um, and pretty much during that entire time, it was I think it was pretty much just yourself, Jacqueline, and Gail Kim that were the real 
representation of, of other ethnicities and, and minorities or how, what, however you want to say it. Um, mm. Did you feel any extra pressure on you for that reason, like to perform? No, and, and... I did. I, I really did. Um, I felt that I had an opportunity to show the world uh, my craft and I just focused on being the, the best at it. You know, it, to me, it wasn't about, um, oh, you're black, so you've got to prove this, you got to do this, you got to yeah. do that. No, I just felt talent speaks for itself. Yep. And, that, and that's my motto today, still today. Talent speaks for itself. You want an opportunity, you go out there and you do the damn, your, your, your best, and yeah. you can't deny talent. Yeah. You can't deny it. Um, unfortunately, it sometimes being good is a bad thing. <laughs> if you're yeah. not the chosen one, yeah. being good is almost a curse. <laughs> yeah, look at some of the names you've said, Gail Kim. Like I've I've always yeah. said, if anybody um somebody asked me not long ago, name one wrestler who was in sort of like the right place but at the wrong time. And I always say Gail Kim. If she'd have come into WWE yeah. maybe five, ten years later, she'd be at the absolute top. Yeah, and I felt yeah. that I was ahead of my time as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, but fortunately I was ahead of my time, but being there during the attitude era, I believe opened the doors up for the women today, man. Mm. You know, where because yeah. I wasn't a, the typical Barbie doll out there, you know, and, and, and showed the world it's okay to have a muscular physique, it's okay not to have uh, uh, big boobs, you know, it, it's, it's okay, it, it's, it's about the physicality, and, and once again, telling the damn story out there. And I believe every night I went out there and did my best and um, and showed the world that I'm very dominant in the ring. You know, that's why my, my I focus on making everything I did believable. And, and yeah. that's, again, that's another thing that this industry is missing now because we're so caught up doing A to Z of shit being called in the bag that we forget about the, uh, the b believability of everything, you know? And, and a four-year-old child can, can point out and pick out shit that, that doesn't make sense or shit that doesn't look real, you know? So stop taking our fans for granted and, and, and playing them like they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good way of putting yeah. it yeah that's a really good way of uh summarizing it i think there's there's very few wrestlers out there who you think you can see like beyond a character you've got people like brock lesnar who you know is just legit you know yeah. people like that who you, you never know what to expect because mm -hmm. they're over over what's the word they're like micromanaged too yes. much by agents by by writers by writers yes. who don't know wrestling as well yes you know, so, but anyway, anyway, let's not keep talking crap about <laughs> WWE too much. Yeah. Um, I want to know a little bit about the future, or at least what you think about the future. So you've obviously wrestled a lot of younger women, a lot of independent women during this retirement tour. Um, one of my favorites in the world right now is Diana Perrazzo. I was shocked when she lost to Mickey James recently, lost the, the title to Mickey James. But yeah. who do you see as sort of who, who have you been really impressed with over the last 
however many months, the last 12 months or so. And who do you um, see as being the next big star that isn't already a star? Well, I'm, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Deanna's. Um, I believe she's the total package, yeah. you know, of being a real true champion. You know, um, I watched her during the time I was in, in uh, Impact and I was just so impressed and, and she just became one of my favorites, you know, just, just watching her. I love her style. I, I, I just love her pace and, and, and her psychology, man. And it's just her whole demeanor. And she's just, she's a true champion. And, and I believe that she's actually going to get that title back. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's, she's the truth. As I say, in my own terms, she's the <laughs> truth. Um, another one, um, Jordan Grace, man. Oh my God. She's a freaking beast. You mm -hmm. know, she's come so, 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 so far. And, um, and I just love how she, she's always coming with, um, with, she's always coming to the table with, with something. She's not coming empty handed. She's always coming with something on the plate to offer she's um she's watching film she's getting ideas you know so i i love that about her people i don't believe a lot of people really knows exactly how hard she's working and it and, and i'm talking about beyond the weightlifting and in the gym and stuff like that just her um just her mindset you know for the business and and, and where she's at right now and and, and she's got so much more to offer to the to the industry. So I'm most definitely looking forward to seeing what what impact has in store for her. Um, um, Bianca Belair, she's she's another one. She's becoming in her own right now. Um, I give her another couple of years. Oh, my God, she's she will be most definitely uh, um someone that every not I mean I know everyone knows who she is now but yeah. she's gonna break some records yeah if if she's treated right yeah and fairly she will most definitely break some some records um another one of my favorite is um Charlotte Flair I just think she's phenomenal as a champion yeah uh, she's the total package um she's the one person I say if I ever could got a uh, opportunity to come out of retirement and, and, and work she would be the one person that I would bust my ass and prepare and <laughs> and uh <laughs> to uh to have that opportunity to work with her um oh my god uh, Martinez you know she's another one she's a beast yep. you know and so many has been released now in in WWE and, and not to go back on WWE it's just so much good talent has been released and but what i feel that is just going to release it released them of course it sucks far as them having a paying job you know a, a steady income coming in but but it's giving them the freedom to actually get out and really showcase and, and show the world what they have to offer and show the world what opportunities that were held back from them yeah so because I've been in their shoes. I, I totally get that. You think it's the end of the world, like shit, and I lost my job. But once you get out and you have that freedom, 
it's like, oh my God, you have the freedom to explore and just explode. And with all the knowledge they've been given and taught over there in that program, now it's time for them to really flourish and really show, show, show their craft. So I'm excited to see everyone, you know, that's been released to, to get out here and, and man, and, and just do the damn thing and just have fun and enjoy life and enjoy the business. Yes. Yeah. And when, see, when these releases happen, obviously, even just as a fan, it's sad to see, even if they're not your favorite wrestlers, it's sad to just yeah. see them lose their jobs. We've all lost a job at some point. I've lost loads of jobs. <laughs> um, so it's always sad to see, but I like to look at it on the bright side of now, not only can these people go and explore their own options, but think yeah. about how good it is for all the other promotions. Think about how good it is for Impact, for MLW, for NWA, for obviously Ring of Honor have had some issues, but Ring of Honor to, to pick up these men and women who not only have the experience in ring but experience of knowing how a major promotion a major tv exactly. operation works as exactly well. yeah i'm excited about that but i'm also you know what i'm really excited about to make these people on the indies realize that there's competition right on their damn footsteps man right on their coattails and we gotta stay hungry Stay hungry, stay busting ass, stay wanting to make it to that next level. Don't get upset because you feel like, oh, well, now these guys been released. Now they're going to come and take our spotlight. They're going to get booked, take all our spots on the indies and, and get paid X amount of dollars. No. Now you get in the ring. Now you go train and bust ass and show them like, no, they don't deserve my spot. I'm just as good as they are. Yeah. They just had the opportunity of being picked up you know, yeah. and, and given that opportunity, but now you got to work even harder to show them that now I'm still here and I'm still going to show you what I'm capable of doing. Nobody's going to come in and take my spot. You got to have that mentality. You have to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like even off the top of my head over the last couple of years, I can't think of anyone really that WWE have released other than uh, the Iconics, Billy and Peyton. I can't really think of anyone that's gone into another promotion and become a champion immediately you know yeah. AEW have brought in loads of guys I don't think any of them have gone in and become a champion within weeks or a month or anything like that Ring of Honor took yeah. a star yeah. like EC3 he's he's still not mm -hmm. champion there so I think it's just an assumption isn't it that people make yes yes it it's is it happen. is so yes I don't know it's one exactly. of them but like I said look at it on the bright side hopefully these guys will go out and kill it Wherever they go, they will. We know they will. Um, yeah, especially they especially women like Ember Moon, Frankie Monet, uh, Nia Jax. Yes. Some crazy talented women in there that were released. It's mind-blowing. I really don't know what's going on in WWE. I don't think anybody... Exactly. Really and Nia Jax, if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe Nia Jax ever been on the Indies. Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. No, she seems... She feels like a WWE product, doesn't she? Yes. I would, I would exactly. say, yeah. Ember has yes. been. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we'll see. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, Ember, I know for sure she started on the Indies. I remember Ember yeah. when she first broke in the business and started. Yes. Yeah, yes. Frankie obviously you did know, as well. So, so these people who who come from the Indies, they already know the, the hustle of the Indies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's about longevity in, in the Indies too, man. You can't throw a $5,000 fee out there and expect to get booked every weekend. Like it's not going to happen. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be it's, uh, it's going to be a wake up call. Oh yeah, it's a, this for a is for sure a wake up call. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. you can survive if you you can can survive on the Indies, man. It's just a hustle. Yep. You got to be on top of it. Yep, absolutely. Um, I mentioned AEW in there. Have you paid much attention to AEW and the women and what they're doing there? I and and I haven't, but I mean, not the AEW product itself, but I try to keep an eye on the women. But um, man, my nights have been full lately. You know, like I said, we got our school and everything, so I really don't get to watch much wrestling. If I get to see anything, I go back on YouTube and, and do a recap of something of some of the women's matches. But I'm all about the women matches, period. Um, I was on a Jericho cruise here last month and you know, and, and, and the last night of the cruise, I got to walk out with Britt Baker and, and Jamie and, and, and Rebel, and that was pretty damn cool, you know? So, you know, I'm, I'm all about the representation of, of women's wrestling, period, hands down. Yeah, you sound very similar That's, to and, Maria. And promotion, huh? I spoke, uh, I was just to say, I spoke to Maria, uh, Maria Canellis a, a couple of weeks ago, and she's very much the same. If she watches yeah. any wrestling, it's women's wrestling. She apologized to men, wrestling. but... <laughs> Just women's wrestling. It is what it is, guys. We're sorry, but we, we, we're all about the representation of who we are. Of course. Of course. No, don't blame <laughs> yeah. you. Don't blame you at all. Um, yes. Right. Let's stop talking about all the other big promotions. I really want to ask you about your daughters, because I know, obviously, you're, you've got twin 12-year-old daughters who are, are starting to... They're, they're training with Thunder Rosa. Is that right? How involved are you with that? Do you want them to be wrestlers? Yeah, well, first of all, Thunder Rosa is no longer with our school. You know, oh, okay. her schedule got pretty hectic. She's barely home, so yeah. she decided she had to step away from the from the dojo. But um, it's actually the school that Rodney and I founded back in 1997. Mm. You know, Dog Pound uh, Dojo. So it, it's really our 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 names behind it. But we had Thunder Rosa with us. You know, why not? <laughs> You know, she's one of the biggest up and coming, you know, stars there is um, uh, today. But um, yeah, my daughters, both of them was training at one time, but now only one is training and she's she's all about it. She's in soccer now and she has soccer practice and after soccer practice is wrestling practice. And she gets pissed off if if she can't make it to both. You know, she don't she don't she don't like to miss wrestling practice at all and right now with our promotion she's refing right now but hopefully in 2022 she's gonna hopefully debut her first match that's okay, that's cool. the goal yes hmm. that's Very the cool. goal and so, we, we we don't we don't hold anything back on her because we let her know <laughs> just because who you are and where you come from you gotta work 10 times even harder the door's not going to open easily for you just because, you know, you're my daughter. Yeah. If anything, the people are going to be even harder on you. Yeah. And being an African-American woman in this business, still, you got way, way, way more to prove. So yeah. we let that be known. We speak that um, every day to her. Well, she have a great understanding and, and, and know exactly that this business ain't going to just give you anything. Yeah. You got to bust ass for it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I've, I've spoken to quite a few wrestlers who, well, some of them have said that they wanted their kids to get into wrestling and quite a lot of them have said that they don't. They don't want them to ever become wrestlers. Were you happy when they showed interest? Truthfully, no, I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I was not. Um, I, you know, I wanted them to to, to kill it in, in like some other sport, um, yeah. soccer, tennis, volleyball, softball, in which, and I believe my baby still will, you know, I, I believe she's gonna uh, get a scholarship in, in, in something um, at the end of her high school term. But no, I wasn't very happy with it. But my husband told me like how you're going to tell them you don't want them to do something that they're watching you do do day in and day out. He's like, he told me I was being a hypocrite. <laughs> so I took that into, I, I, I took that in. I was like, okay, maybe he's right. And, 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 and if, and if they're going to be in his business, we're going to be the one to train. Yeah. We're going to be the one to teach them. So now I I've come to an understanding and I've accepted and, and now we're rolling with it, man. Yeah, she's she's doing damn good. And I'm not just saying it because she's my daughter, but <laughs> I'm pretty damn impressed every night. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if she was doing badly, you'd, you'd be the first to say that. Oh, yes. Well. <laughs> oh, yes. Most definitely. Let That's your know. job. Yeah. That's your job to say exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Um, right. I want to I want to wrap up by asking you the same question that I ask all of my guests, but I like to tailor it to them, their experiences, what they've done in the past. Um, bit of a hard one because there are so many options. I always like to ask my guests what their Mount Rushmore of wrestling is. Obviously, that's a really open question. So what would be your Mount Rushmore of women's wrestlers? If you can narrow it down, I know it's difficult. That's very difficult. It's difficult as well because they I'm always, sure they don't I'm most definitely on it. I, I, my picture <laughs> is right there. <laughs> <laughs> so who the other three? Is it three or four on Mount Rushmore? Three or four? Uh, three more. Yeah, three, three more. So that's four total. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> um, ooh-wee. Man. I would say Charlotte (laughs) Flair for certain. Yeah. Um, Deanna. Okay. Yeah. Myself. And uh, man, Medusa. I don't believe people realize what Medusa did in this business. I don't believe they realize, you know, she was one of the first American women to go in Japan you know, and to get recognition over there and to bring Japanese wrestling to the United States, Japanese women wrestling to the United States. So hands down, Medusa for sure. Hmm. That's just in this day and time. But I I would most definitely have, you know, Moolah would be one I would would throw up there as well. Yes. There's like yeah, like you say. There's just there's so many, and there's no right right answer. Tomorrow you could yeah, pick a whole and different. I'm women. sure I'm leaving so many out. I mean, you yeah. got Trish, you got Lita, um, you got Jacqueline. I mean, there's just so many. That's a very very hard Rushmore to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, and everybody, everybody that I ask as well. People. <laughs> everybody yeah. that I ask as well, they're always like, "Oh, I don't want to insult the people that I don't." Yeah, (laughs) it's difficult. Awesome. Jazzy, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad we finally managed to do this. Um, But before I let you go, 
where can people find you and like what have you got coming up um in terms of the retirement tour and tell us a bit more about the dojo as well like where we can find the dojo on social media yes man well let me let me get over my 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 dojo we're located here in san antonio texas um it's the dog pound wrestling dojo and that's dog with two g's um we train monday wednesdays and fridays seven to ten you can go to our website, which is dogpoundwrestlingdojo.com. Um, the trainers are my husband and I, Rodney Mack. Um, we have Joe Galley over there helping. He's one of the, the trainers for, for promos and uh, promo training. Um, oh, man. Um, let me see. What else? Um, um, also, Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. That's our promotion. Please, please, please go in and 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 uh, and like and share. Go to Twitter. That's DPC Wrestling. Like and share. Follow, follow, follow. You can reach me on uh, Twitter and IG under Phenom underscore Jazz. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And if anyone want to reach me, reach out for bookings. That's how you reach out to me. Go to Twitter. You can hit me up on my uh, email, which is book.phenomjazz at gmail.com. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. I'll make sure to put all of that in the description as well, guys, so you can just hit up all the different links down there and it'll take you straight to it. Um, thank you for yes. watching and listening, guys. You, you know where to find me. Um, hit up the link tree. You'll find me on all the different audio platforms, all the different social media platforms as well. Jazz, again, thank you so much. Been an absolute pleasure, an absolute honor. One of my favorite women's wrestlers, especially during that era. As I said at the start, inspirational, underrated, important. Thank you. And everybody, I hope to see you next time on It's My Wrestling Podcast. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.